Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars, your podcast for all things Chicago Red Stars. Presented by PointsBet, use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. It's your girl, Sandra, here today. My friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. Claire, we're back at it. We're back at it. It's a beautiful day in sunny Chicago, Illinois. A perfect 70 degrees. It's it's really nice outside. It's, yeah, yeah. It's June. It's officially summertime shot. It's true. I think, for real. Uh, and, uh... We've got some we've got some things to talk about. We do uh, here on this episode. We've got to do a little bit of a recap of uh, Chicago versus Thorns and the Spirit. Uh, we've got to chat a little bit about the uh, the opposition uh, looking ahead to OL Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just uh, it's 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 been a it hasn't been as long as it feels. There's just been a lot of things. That have happened. Yeah, so it's been one week. It's been, um, and (laughs) there were two games. We have another game tomorrow, and then a game on Wednesday, and then another game the following Saturday. Is that right? Yes, so we're we're really at the beginning stages of the Chicago Red Stars, like, match-heavy load. Right. So over the next week, 12 days, really, or so, there's going to be a ton of games for the Chicago Red Stars. There are. Uh, And that's... You know, not something that's unfamiliar, I th- think, for all the teams in, in the league. But uh, but for the Chicago Red Stars in the regular season, I think this this part is new for them. Is what? This part is new for them in 2022. Oh, for this year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't play any – they didn't play their second home game, and then now they're yeah. going to play it next Wednesday. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think – well, we'll talk about this, but – when you have a schedule like this one, and just to like be really clear about it, like they they had the game on Saturday against the Portland Thorns. They played the Washington Spirit on Wednesday. They're playing OL Rain tomorrow. They are playing the Washington Spirit again next Wednesday, yep. and then they are playing the Orlando Pride the following weekend, uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's what you, that's right, John. So um, yeah, so now this is the part of the this is the homestand portion. So the good news about all of these games is that the only away game in these five was the one that was played on Wednesday, um, which leads me to believe, and we'll get to it, like that was the big survival game, and then they survived it, and, survived. and you go on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we should, start with, we should start with the game that uh, was played, we were told, after, after the match. Obviously, they had one eye towards this week's schedule, but this game, the game against Portland, they played like a normal game. They got a full week of training yep. beforehand. They had four days between Saturday to Wednesday, which um, Chris Petroselli said is like almost enough time to get into some sort of a normal rhythm with recovery, maybe one day of training and then travel. But um, yeah, so the Portland game was, I think, pretty yeah. normal, however. Yeah, I think, you know what, I think in our preview of it, too, we were like, we, w- we want to see it. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's what's going to happen here. And uh, I think we got a real treat. It was dope to be able to get out to the park, uh, cover a game in some what felt like the first bit of decent weather out in Bridgeview for a home game in, in quite some time. Um, it was Pride Night. Shout out to Pride Night mm-hmm. at, uh, at the Red Stars game. Yeah. So, so a lot of, like, I think a lot of good, good vibes and good energy heading into 
uh, into the actual uh, match. I don't. We didn't do something like we don't typically do like score lines or predictions like that on the show. But we do talk a lot about like players that we want to see like potentially have an impact in these type of games. Maybe players of the opposition that we're looking forward to to see. And I think in this one with the score line ending two two. I was just like, well, this was just a real treat of a game. Yeah, it was a good, I mean, it was a good game. It, uh, you know, I think when you have, we've, we talked about this last week, just about how, and I, I said this actually to a friend this weekend, where I, I look at, I look at the Chicago availability report, and just for whatever reason, every time I look at it, I expect it to improve. Yeah. Like, there's just this cognitive dissonance to having so many first team starters out for the rest of the season that, I keep waiting to get one of them back. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like yeah. not coming back. And so I, I like, I think when you go into a game like the game against Portland um, or even the game against Washington, you talk about rotation, but Chicago is going to be in rotation mode all year just because yeah. they're not really probably going to have a superset starting 11 because they don't have a number of players that would uh, take those spots. So I think they are going to be. Um, experimenting and trying people out and obviously like this week was the week of Jill Aguilera as a, a winger you know yep. and and that worked pretty well I will say that um and and the one player that I want to highlight maybe just to start the weekend off and we can probably have a couple of these we have a couple of players that deserve some praise this week because they did not lose I want to talk about Zoe Morse dude yo Dude, Zoe Morse in the Snaps. three back specifically, and that was that was something that we brought we up. Talked when we talked about previewing yeah. this game. We're like, you yeah. know what? We're real high on Zoe Morse, but we like her in the back. In the back, we like her playing out of the back when yep. it comes to the style that we're seeing this team play out and roll out with in 2022. Maybe she's going to be this type of player that's you know more versatile, and they feel that maybe they could plug her in higher as well. But if there's an opportunity to keep her. Uh, you know, in playing out of the back. I think that's that's what's most beneficial. Well, I think based on what we saw in the Portland game, you know, I think that there's something about the way that she plays that is very calm and her positioning is very good. And so she actually doesn't get drawn into one, like kind of flashy 1v1 defending that much because yeah. I do think that she plays her angles really well. And I think that that even alone allows like Tatum Malazzo to feel like she has, like someone's got her back a little yeah. bit more. And they weren't really, they were not swapping a ton, but if they needed to, if Morse needed to track Sophia Smith or if Tatum Malazzo needed to track Morgan Weaver, they would do that because Smith tried a couple of times. Smith was trying to find spaces on, on both sides of the three back and so I thought that those three, Kayla Sharples, Zoe Morse, and, and Tana Malazzo, and I think we've seen this play out in the last couple of games with one glaring exception being set-piece defending, which is not their fault. They've got, like, 11 players behind the ball when you've got set-piece defending. It's like when there's more people back there, that's when they struggle. But um, I think that those three did a brilliant job yeah. uh, uh, this, this, this week. And so I want to highlight Zoe Morse. You look at her, like, her heat map – you look at her distribution, her long ball distribution. I think it's only improving. Um, and so I'm really excited that uh, that those three are settling because I do think that with that early early year injury to Tierna Davidson, there was some question of like, okay, what happens next? They obviously yeah. signed Amanda Kowalski, but you cannot place the hopes and dreams of your three back on a, on a rookie. That's not fair. And so I think that those three with the reps that they're getting mm – -hmm. And we saw this reflected in the Washington lineup. Don't move Morse. 
Yeah. <laughs> keep her back there. Just just leave her I alone. don't know who I don't care who needs yeah. to, I'll play defensive midfield yes. if we can keep Zoe Morris in the back three. Yeah. Like yeah. I will take the hits. Yeah. I will sacrifice yes. this entire body. No, I feel you 100%. I loved watching the – or taking a look maybe at the pass map a little bit for for these two teams because a lot of what we talked about was maybe some of the the, simil- the similar tactics that we were going to see roll out from both of these teams and that there was a likelihood that we were going to see maybe some more activity on the wings because of it. Um, and I, I'm with you. I think in this game, just sort of looking at some of these numbers, I mean – Tatum and Lazo leading, leading the team, not just the back three there in total touches with, with 79, but Zoe Morris is, is right behind her with with 65. And looking at the distribution, you could just see sort of how, like, the vibe of just being like, okay, as soon as we get this touch, the vibe is going to be to just play it out wide as, as soon as we can. Um, and I think with the goal scoring in this one, having, having Mal Pugh get on the board pretty early and just sort of seeing how this kind of came to life with – with Kayla Sharples winning this ball, right, and then sort of just saying like, okay, I'm gonna, I see, I see where it's coming. I'm gonna intercept this. I'm gonna lob it. Ava yeah. Cook, kind of an alley oop sort of a yes, situation. Yes, and you know what? Ooh. You know who recognizes it? Yep. the rookie Ava Cook. That's right. She flicks this off to Mal Pugh into space, mm-hmm. who just continues to just utilize all that the the width on the wing there, and it takes Mal Pugh like eight to nine seconds to beat her defender into space, into the box, and slot this goal through for for the opening goal really early on into into the match. And it was uh it was a delight. Again, it was a delight. It was just nice to be there to see there see this and, and witness it all kind of firsthand. And I think you and I are maybe sort of speaking to that as being able to be at the game and actually watch this. Like getting to see Zoe Morse and her movement uh live versus on a stream with very specific camera camera angles. Um and actually getting to see it uh, you know, sort of in real time was much different. Um, and like Mal Pugh, I mean, we've got to see so much from her last year. And what we're witnessing right now is she's still kind of building on her minutes. Just watching that happen, I think we were both were just like, man, she's good, man. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's it's relatively rare. It's relatively rare to have that work. And there aren't that many players that can do it. Um, you know, I think... Trinity Rodman can do it. I think Mal Pugh can do it. I think Sophia Smith can do it. I think uh, Kristen Press at her best can do it. Um, We've seen, you know, we saw Sam Kerr do it in the past. So I think that those kinds of runs that a striker makes where they're just kind of dragging the defender along, a lot of times in the NWSL, (laughs) said NFL, which like (laughs) actually works for what I'm about to say. Usually that ends in a foul. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think to honestly, to a certain extent, I'm like credit to Kelly Hubley because she was committed to playing that whole action sequence clean and she just couldn't beat her clean. And so I was like, it well, just, you know what? You, you go into battle, you, you play fair and sometimes like, you get beat, beat right? Yeah. You're not going to beat me. Yeah. And, beat. You know, it, and it was not a situation of people have heard before the, the adage that like either the ball's getting past me or the player is, but not both. Like yeah. well, Kelly Hubley, well. props to Kelly Hubley for not, for not doing that, I guess, because, but yeah, but Pew, Pew on the ball right now is, is really pretty incredible. And she's on a, a, an immense scoring streak. You know, obviously she missed a couple games with her injury, but yeah, um, yeah it, it, it was a good assist from Ava Cook it was good distribution out of the back but I think Pew is just on another level right now um I want to maybe start bridging like this game with the spirit game because what what ends up happening in this in this Portland Thorns game is is Portland they go ahead and they equalize immediately 
they they equalize they find the equalizer and level things out just two minutes later it's off a dead ball situation mm-hmm. um Hina Sugita, again another player that I was excited to take a look at uh and be able to watch her play um not just on a stream but live uh and then you have Rachel Hill get on the scoreboard uh as well Ava Cook picking up two assists mm-hmm. in this game so the Red Stars head into halftime with a uh, with a narrow lead, two one at this point, mm-hmm. um, and I think like we were ch- we were chatting a little bit in in the in the press box here, and I was just like, you know, you know what's crazy is that we're looking at maybe the benches of, of these of these two teams, and you've got Chicago with like six first year players available on their bench of like the seven players who are available to sub in. And then you have Portland Thorns that has like Christine Sinclair or like Rocky Rodriguez or like Megan Klingenberg, who's been uh, a boss for, for the Thorns for several years now. Um, so I was like, well, there's, there's still some things that could probably play out uh, in the second half here. Uh, and uh, we didn't even have to wait for like actual subbing to take place because Sophia Smith, Gets the equalizer in this one. Again, off of a little bit of a dead ball situation, um, just like a couple minutes into the second half. I mean, yeah, a little bit of a dead ball situation. I mean, it's like a double dead ball situation. (laughs) Ball gets sent in and everyone stops. Yeah, where's it go? We froze. Yeah, that was pretty. I mean, it was funny. I do think she got back on side. I don't think she was offside. Um, but yeah, that was one where, first of all, a little bit of a kudos to Smith because that was not as easy as it looked where she realized where the ball was, flipped it up kind of behind her. And then it was kind of a blind strike, but yeah. she's so close to the goal that like, how are you going to miss that? Right. Um, and even Nair was just like, what well, the hell? Well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, that's my whole point, right? Is that I do think the defense did a good job of limiting Smith's, um, ability on the ball I think that this is not a Portland Thorns podcast but I do think that Smith and Weaver are still figuring their cohesion out a little bit and so I do think the Thorns are a little bit easy to isolate right now um and and I think that what I don't fully understand about the set piece defending is is it is just like lost like tracked runners or or just moments yeah where you just lose the ball completely yeah and I don't, I don't know where that comes from, to be completely honest. Um, and, and it was, we saw this in the Washington game too, actually, where there were a lot of actually very well defended corners in yeah. that game. And then you get the one free kick, and and it and it goes in. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's an odd thing, but I also, I, I want to go back though, and I do want to talk about Cook briefly, and, and we'll talk yeah. about Sarah Griffith in um, the the Washington game, which is, I'll say this, I think that and I've said this like week after week after week, which is that Chicago has been competitive in every single game they've played this season, which not every team can say that. Um, I do think that there is this, we have not reestablished the hierarchy. I don't think just yet after 2021 and the 2021 off season, I don't think people knew or know how things fit right now in terms of team to team. We've seen the expansion teams really benefit from that. That's why they're off to a hot start. Um, And so I think that when you watch this game between Chicago and Portland, historically that's a game where someone goes, oh, one of these teams has a clear advantage. Or they're like, maybe Chicago can use their tactics to stop Portland. Or maybe Chicago can use their individual dynamicism to, to 
counter Portlander. Yeah. But this was not really that. This was like <clears throat> Chicago's young players, I think, are better than people expected. And I also think that some of these other teams that historically have been very <coughs> dangerous are still struggling themselves. And so what's happening is I think we're seeing sort of an equalizing of, again, just com competitiveness. I mean, I think you can argue the quality of the play all day long, but I do think that that's a lot of what we saw was Tatum Malazzo probably had her best game of the whole season against Sophia Smith in that game. Zoe Morris, as we mentioned, was really yeah. good. And Ava Cook Ava can Cook, really balling. play. Yeah, She's out there balling. Right. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. And, like, it was, it was something of note that, like, I was just looking. I was like, God, I was like, there are, like – six first year like that's the bench the bench is six first year yeah, players a bunch of rookies. Right and it's just like it's just something that i'm taking of note not not because i think it's like one of these things that makes the chicago red stars weak but it's because i'm very impressed it's cool with what is happening yeah. right now with 1, this team in 2022 but th th that's how the game ends out it ends out in a 2-2 draw and it was something that maybe wanted to keep an eye on because it's like we we knew that it was going to be the beginning of a long like a long heavy match load for this team yeah and, and i mean and that it was likely that we were going to see more rotation in this wednesday game that we're going to talk about yep. a little bit um yeah, and, yeah. and continue to see more new faces yeah. get uh, get more opportunities yeah. quite frankly 1000 percent. and i think the other thing that we need to talk about in this portland game and i think also in the washington game because it's not something that we quite got which is we need to talk about the veterans too yeah because and this was something that the <laughs> to their credit, we're kind of, we we do kind of ask the team about this every week because you get into post game <laughs> and you go, wow, those rookies played great, right? And then they go like, yeah, They're like how about <laughs> like, kids? How about that? And then you say like, you talk to a veteran and you say, how have you been able to help them? And then Coach Petroselli is like, the veterans do an amazing job. And um, I mean, I think Alyssa Nair has been massive in goal, yeah. keeping that back three organized. I think. Um, I think we look at that tandem dual six of Vanessa DiBernardo and Danny Colaprico, I think. Yeah. And you looked at you looked at the um, the point of contention in the midfield in that game, and it was actually further back. Portland's line of contention in the midfield was pushed a little bit further forward, so I'm sure they were happy with that. Their line of possession was a little bit more advanced than Chicago's was, but they struggled to turn that into dangerous chances in the run of play. And so I think that... Um, a lot of that credit is that you have Danny Colaprico, who has experience as a lone number six, but who really is is willing to get to you know do all the dirty work to to disrupt and to move the ball. And then you have Vanessa DiBernardo, who's a very funny fit for the defensive midfield because she's not a physical player. At she's like anti yeah. anti physicality. I mean, physicality. Seen, I, mean we've been I mean, she she can play. I mean, she's been an end of CL player for years. But it's she can play. That we're all, it's also but, new for us yeah. as people who cover the team. We're like. Man, like what it like here's Vanessa Di Bernardo, your yeah. defensive mid. Right. Like. But but her passing is so good. And they're both actually good at forward passes specifically, which is really important. What we're not seeing, what we're not seeing is just something that we saw a lot last year, is we're not seeing the midfield just spray the ball wide and then they send lobbed crosses in. And so I think that a lot of that comes to smarter passing distribution through the midfield. And so Chicago right now is kind of a high-efficiency chance team. So they are, they're not generating a ton of shots, but their shots-to-shots on goal ratio is Quality. actually pretty good. And their Quality. SOG ratio to goal ratio is also pretty good. And I'm into that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating the quality that we're seeing right. versus, like, questionable But they're just, like, not selection. crossing the ball at all, yeah. which I think is fascinating because they were a heavy cross team last year. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an adjustment. I don't know if it's maybe one that they've uh, – maybe it was one of those things that they took note of and the coaching staff tried to – 
changing around and this is what we're seeing now with the new system in place but uh i'm enjoying it and i like that in this quick turnaround we didn't see uh too much shifting or changing around in terms of you know people be feeling uncomfortable in it especially the first yeah. year players so would you say all right i'm gonna try an ad seg here are you ready Sandra? oh i'm ready would you say that uh you would bet on this team i would 100 percent bet bet on this bet. team Look, if you're going to bet on rookies this year, you yeah. should bet on Chicago's rookies. I think and so. And if you've actually enjoyed what we've been talking about, I think the best way to support us uh, is uh, to uh, go ahead and download that points bet app. There's a ton of you who are joining us uh, right now, I noticed in the chat too, so we want to take the advantage to let you know that you can use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt from your choice of the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit. At Point Bets, if you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Uh, introducing Point Bet's new feature, it's live NBA same-game parlay, NBA Finals. Make sure you tune in. It's already turning out already to be incredibly dope. Maybe, yep. And for the first time ever, you can build a perfect live NBA same-game parlay with only points bet. You can combine your favorite points bet anytime during the game. And if you want more, you can boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Yes, and now we're just going to roll right into the next one. I think we should also say that today's show is being brought to you. This is a new one, new one. Well, you know, actually, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with this. Sandra, did you know that today is National Donut Day? You know what? I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know, know that either was. until I went to Dunkin' Donuts to get uh, my favorite order, which is medium iced coffee, one cream, one sugar. And they said, do you want a free donut? And I said, yeah. Oh, my God. And then I realized that there were, like, balloons and I was like, oh, my what are gosh, you celebrating? amazing. What what's the celebration? It's National Donut Day. So you guys could go get a donut at Dunkin Donuts or what would be really a lot better for you is if, in fact, you got Owen, which is stands for only what you need, which is a 100 percent plant based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Way better for you than the glazed donut I had this morning. Listen. But probably equally delicious. Listen. So, uh, I, I'm not a big, I, I have not, someone, <laughs> I, I live, I've lived with people for a long time who do the, do protein shakes and it makes a huge difference. Taste makes a huge difference. Yeah. And how it makes you feel makes a huge difference. And so yeah. if you're looking for a new brand, try Owen. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer, which is you can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com, which is live and then O-W-Y-N, only what you need, .com with the code C-H-G-O. You know who else is going to be probably pounding those protein shakes? Mm. The rest of rookies. That's so true. Well, they had to have been between Saturday and Wednesday's game, right? Look, Wednesday's game, I don't know if both of these games ended in draws. We had the 2-2 draw with Portland Thorns, and then we had this game against Washington Spirit that ended in a 1-1 draw. Yep. Okay. But it was a – it kind of had a little bit of a different – 
energy yeah. because I think with this one, there was some definite player rotation and we saw hardcore, uh, not just one, but two rookies make their first regular season starts. Yeah. Sammy Fisher, yep. Jill Aguilera yep. getting those starts out there uh, and doing all right. Doing all they super right. did. I think the, the cool thing that they did is they played differently. So they put, they put the rookies on, and um, they pressed really hard for the first 45 minutes. And so, yeah, we're just seeing some tactical maneuverability from, from the Red Stars that we haven't always seen. Uh, so they were like, yeah, so we don't have our, our beautiful possession-based players on the ball. So, But <laughs> we just, do have rookies, and guess what rookies can do? What can rookies do? Run, 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 run. So we're going to press them. That possession was not valued. No, it was not. Not at all. I was actually pretty impressed. I think both teams were hovering around like 80% passing. Um, which is pretty impressive considering the field they were playing on, oh but um, on Segra. But yeah, so they they basically and it makes sense because you cannot play possession based football on that kind of a turf field, no. and so neither teams tried to do that. I they it. yeah one hundred percent yeah so one one thousand percent, and so I think in the first half, if Chicago could have played that way for the whole game, I actually think they probably walk away with three points. Things broke down, I think, in the second half just due, due to tired legs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, really impressed by Chicago's – again, you talk about that point of contention, that that pressing from, from the top, and it gave Washington a lot of problems. Now, the downside, unfortunately, is when you have a lot of first, second-year players – doing that you have to take your chances and yep. and chicago unfortunately only was able to take one so i listen i um i knew going into this game i was like there's gonna there's gonna be player rotation we're probably gonna see even more you know new faces getting starts than we have been used to seeing in these early weeks of the regular season but if we're breaking it down just have to have i I really liked what we saw out of the team in that first 45 minutes, um, really just getting out there and taking the game uh, to the spirit. And listen, we got to talk about Segerfield as it is as a pitch, just because it's just not a great place to play a game of soccer. I mean, the yeah. spirit themselves are like, you can even sort of see it in their body language. They're just like, this is not a field that we want to be playing. Yeah. On. They, they don't really, they, are. they didn't look like they felt like they could really execute to the best of their ability either. Yeah. And I just am like, when I'm look when I'm thinking about this, <laughs> when I'm thinking back about this, this first this goal that comes through in the opening ten minutes, and it just was like, well, that's nice to sort of be able to have the reward after that very quick start, yeah. and uh, it's another goal for Ella Stevens. Yeah, number two. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's really great. I think, you know, this is my this is my whole counterpoint to when people say that. I've seen people say that the Red Stars are only going to go as far as Mallory Pugh takes them this year. And I think that that's the wrong way to look at it. I obvi Obviously, Pugh is really important to them um, in the long run. But they are score. I mean, they're scoring about as much as everybody else is. And they're doing it. You know, it's it's really being spread around. Ellis Stevens has two has two goals. Griffith has a goal and an assist. Ava Cook has three assists and a goal. Um, you know, I think all of these players are are coming together to to get the job mostly done. Um, and yeah, I think Sarah Griffith had a great game too. You know, I think I think you look at what Aguilera was able to do on the wings, and I think that you praise her versatility and you hope that maybe she gets a chance to settle in one place because I think that if she gets a chance to just sort of invest in one particular uh yeah bsg as well yeah courtney's right yeah she i think she has two goals so they're yeah they're spreading it around and 
it it's not just Mal Pugh. Now, as impressive as Pugh has been, she's scoring a lot. Um, she's not the only person scoring for the team. Yeah. And if you look at the results that Chicago has gotten, she is not the only she is not the one generating necessarily game winners. I think she was she did in Orlando, but yeah. but I think that when you look at the points that Chicago has picked up, those points have been built on a couple really nice system goals, rookies stepping up, and a defensive performance that is like just good enough but needs a little bit more help from the attack to get two or three goals in a game um, as they get more settled. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not shocked that Chicago's not not pitching shutouts right now. I don't think we should expect yeah. that of them. Yeah. But we should expect them to be able to win 3-1 or 3-2 with what they're generating right now. It was uh... – I thought it was a delightful 86 minutes yeah. of soccer uh, that we were watching from from Chicago, just considering the conditions, right? We've talked about the fact that it was at Seger Field, talked about that it's on a quick turnaround. You're going from a, a Saturday to a Wednesday, and that there was room for – these rookies to get out there and just sort of do their thing. Like they were like, you could just see that they were kind of given the freedom to, to just go out there and, and play. And I, I, I don't know if there has been a game more than others for me, for Sandra, where I've, I've liked what we've seen out of Chicago and how they've been implementing their new formation this year. It has been a pleasant surprise, I think, mm -hmm. for many people, maybe neutrals who watch this team. But I think for two of us who've been around for some years and in the trenches of some real stark route one kind of stuff, has, this has been a kind of a real delight. Um, and I think this game, more than any other, is being able to see that it's working. Right. Because you're plugging in these right. players who are getting their first taste as professionals. Right. And they're going out there and they're executing. Right. And I think that's sort of been what's most, uh, most you know, that I've enjoyed the most sort of right. watching this so far. Right. Um, and then I, I kind of, I'm, this, I'm saying jokingly that it was a great 86 minutes because this is when the, the equalizer comes for, for the spirit. It comes in the 86 minute and it comes again off of a dead ball situation where, you know, we, we actually kind of didn't chat about this a little bit, but coming out of that Thorns game, we got to chat with Petrocelli, we got to chat with Kayla Sharples mm -hmm. and Al Pugh talking about that Thorns game, and Sharples expressed the, the frustration sometimes and, and maybe presenting a very good defensive plan, being yeah. organized. She brought it up on her own, actually. Yeah, <laughs> being organized. We didn't, we didn't ask her about the set pieces. And we were, she was like, we were, it sucks. Yeah, we, <laughs> were, we were, like, talking about, we said, you know, uh, how it was you guys closed the game out from, from minute 47 to the end, which is a step forward. Yeah. Sounded like you, it seemed like you guys were very good in space. And she's like, uh-huh, thank you. Set pieces. We got to <laughs> we work like, on Yeah, it. we were like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it's you have this other game. Yeah. So here's another game where the, the breakthrough comes through here. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I forgot who it was, but someone screenshotted the moment in which it happened. It was a, I think it was like a, it was, there was this, I think uh, Steph Young. Yes. Uh, she, she screen capped the moment. And then I think there were photos too. Yeah. Just everyone going just like, like flailing yeah. body parts. And it's well, just like, Sam Stobbs arms were kind of like this. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she just kind of like she it was a header she i mean like, kudos gonna, it, it wasn't headed in it was it, wor- it just kind of hit her face like it she was, was just like oh and it was yeah yeah it was whatever facing. it takes man whatever it takes and it that's that's all it took i yep. mean at that point in the game i think it's just one of these moments where it's just like yeah you're gonna close out and it's gonna be a, a draw like, yeah it's one of those things that right happens. i and i do think that um i do think that this one was a very classic just like don't yeah. let the scoreline be one nil at yeah. in the 86 minute, and you won't draw one one. Um, and and we saw, you know, we saw Sarah Lubert get her first end of yeah, cell minutes of the year. Um, yeah, it just it does work out that time sometimes. That I mean, even I mean, I think even Pew had a couple chances that uh, yeah. um, that that could have that could have gone in. So yeah, sat in on post game that one. Petroselli yeah. saying at that point in the second half they had made those planned subs coming right out of the second half, yeah. that there was the potential for even more substitutions to be made, but um, they just sort of felt with the personnel on the pitch and the way the game was going that this was enough for the team to go ahead and, and yeah. perhaps try to pick up the win. That, and he praised Lubert, saying that she had a really good chance at one point and thought that the Pew was doing well, but it just just didn't work out that way. Yeah, I mean, I think the subs question, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If, if you... Yeah do heavy sub rotation and the sub gives something up, then you lost because of the subs. If you don't substitute and you give up a late equalizer, it's because you should have substituted. I don't right. think that that's a, a perfect science uh, unless you see a clear and obvious need. But um, I mean, I did think it was interesting. So Sarah Griffith did leave on a concussion sub and uh, Chicago didn't use it though. Uh, Chicago only made four substitutes actually of the available five and Washington made six because you get a reciprocal concussion sub if right. the other team uses one. And so I was like, you look at the difference there and you are you look at the stretch that the Washington Spirit are in, and this is going to be relevant in next week's show because they're going to play them again <laughs> between now and then. Yep. But um, Chris Ward is is really trying to just any minutes that he can bring somebody off, he's going to do so. And so I think he, he made his extra sub in, in stoppage time, I think when both teams were just like 1-1, Okay, you know, and (laughs) and so I think that uh, I think that was an interesting choice. I think it was interesting to, I think both is it am I am I right? I I have to be honest. I did not watch this one live. I I went back and and rewatched parts of it. Uh, Colaprico and Di Bernardo both took a half. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly what happened? That's also a, a thing where it's like. Honestly, it would be great to give one of them or both of them a whole game off, but you just can't. And so rotating for 45 for the two of them makes the most sense probably. Yuki Nagasato is putting a lot of miles on. Yeah, She's really been out there um, filling a need for the team. So it'll be fascinating to see how that works out tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Because That's so quick. I don't know how much Chicago is going to see the ball. And when you don't have the ball, you have to run a lot more. Yeah. So it'll be really – you talk about – the enjoyable things as like a soccer nerd of this season. I'm really curious to see what Chicago decides to do in terms of their, um, their game plan. I don't know if they're, I I cannot imagine they'll have the legs to press. Um, I think they're going to try to let the rain lull the game to sleep. And then you take your chances and hope that they don't take theirs. I think is the what you, you do. Know, I, Kansas City put like ten players behind the ball against the rain <laughs> in the midweek last week, and it almost worked. It almost worked. So there's some tape out there. Yeah, there's some tape out there um, for them to take a look at in this preparation. But I mean, did a brief look ahead too. Petroselli in, in the post game, and he admitted he said there's going to be some challenges for them in terms of something like player rotation um, going up against against the rain. That there, it's something that they're going to have to. He said, uh, I believe it was make some difficult choices um, 
in the post game when asked about that. Yeah. Um, because I think you're you're also looking at you know the maybe the best individual matchups, right? For who's going to be you know responsible for whom on, on on the opposition, and when you're you're looking at the rain, that's a pretty pretty talented group. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll have to see how it plays out, right? Um, and as of right now, we don't have the availability report for, for tomorrow as of yet. But um, I, it seems like this is a game where you would want Pew to play a little bit more than she did in the midweek, perhaps. Maybe that's why you save Pew a yeah. little bit. Um, whether yeah. Sarah Griffith, I mean. 45 to about 70, back to 45. Back to 45, yeah. and I think that's just to make sure that you can use her in every game because I think they're probably trying to avoid to have to sit her for a whole game at any point. Yeah. Um, it'll, if they don't, I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do in the attacking midfield because technically when Pew is in, she's one of those attacking midfielders. They do have two good options in both Cook and Stevens, which is great for that kind of lone number nine. Um, can Yuki play can Sarah Griffiths came off you know it was hopefully precautionary but we don't yeah. know she came off with a concussion sub so possibly no no Sarah Griffith will Aaron Wright ever return from yeah. war <laughs> what is, 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 is BSG feeling it, better yes I, yeah I was gonna uh, say it's yeah maybe just not well enough to travel but maybe she got she Sarah didn't Luber have, get more minutes right in this game is you will know we ever see Chelsea will we ever, she, this is and this that's the other thing too is I'm not sure this is the right time to throw Dauber into the Sharks man uh, I don't know that's, yeah that's uh you know I yeah. say you play Chelsea Dauber against Orlando in a week I that's, hate it. that's my that's my take. I think that everyone's really excited to see Dauber, as am I. But I think you have to be really careful how you introduce a chill. Yeah, a little bit. You <laughs> have to be careful how you introduce a player like yeah. that. Um, we don't have a lot of background of her at this level. I think that, like, in her best interest, I'm sure when she is ready, she will play. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was during that uh, Orlando game where we saw that she had already – she, kind of, she got a little bit of a, a knock in training, yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of like, well, love the energy, love right. the enthusiasm, going super hard in training, obviously. Right. And it's like you haven't seen NWSL minutes yet, yeah. so it's just kind of like, well, maybe let's just like hit the pause button. For yeah, and I mean, I think if we're looking at, at Chicago's approach um, this season, well, this is this is something that they historically – it depends on the player. Historically, for some players, they've been really, really good about not forcing it. Some players, they've relied upon a lot, maybe a little bit too much. And so um, I think that the tone this year is we have a lot of players who, as we said, can compete. They haven't lost They haven't lost in three games. They're, if this is like the grind part of the schedule, they're grinding. They're doing a nice job. And so you don't have to. And you don't make the player feel like they have to. And I would say that with a player like Dauber, not Lubert, but a player like Dauber, she has to learn how to play against the Red Stars before yeah. she can learn how to play against anybody else. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. Yeah. I don't think that's unfair to, to bring up at yeah. all. It's definitely not a criticism. We haven't seen no. her play yet, but I don't, I don't think that's unfair to bring up at all. And if anything, I think it's smart. It's yeah. a smart way to, to do that. Everything like, I've heard from people in the league, players, players, I think one of the things <laughs> that they wish that people at home – were a little bit more understanding about was the time it takes to get up to speed. Oh, yeah, it's tough to... For, for rookies, for yeah. transfers, was, for... Yeah. It was like, I, I think it was actually pretty fairly recent, chatting with Carson Pickett yeah. a little bit, who said that on another show. It was just yeah. like, she just put it out there. She was like, I can tell you flat out, there's like nothing that prepares you for the speed and the level of play. Except maybe... It, 
in the National Women's Soccer League. Except maybe Strava Craft Coffee. Could be. Could be. Pretty good, right? Could be. I mean, I've heard it's yeah. I've heard it's good stuff. I, I don't really know yet because, again, I have not you have been to try able it. Okay, but to theoretically, it. a thing that might be able to help. All we can say, I can't say definitively, but a thing that might help if you need to get up to speed is, is a CBD coffee that doesn't make you drowsy or hungry, right? So if you want to start off your day with a competitive edge, which I'm sure you do, Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters, live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains, plus including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so that you wake up feeling your best, the best part. <laughs> Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated, full-spectrum CBD Say it with me. Tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off of their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code CHGO25 at checkout, discount, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. Already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. So, you know, they're going to need that coffee tomorrow morning. You know why? Game's a bit early. It's going to be early. So not only mm -hmm. is it a quick turnaround, you're talking about two days. It's the game that's kicking off the quadruple header of games yeah. in, in NWSL. Yeah. So this one's going to be kicking off at 2 p.m. Yep. Central Time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I hear, I hear Seattle's a pretty coffee big. They do like coffee out there. It's true. Um, but maybe just to, I mean, sort of talk a little bit more about the opposition that the Red Stars will be facing. Uh, Oil Rain, been pretty active in their attacks. They've been struggling on the finishing side. I think this is not a team that has been going out there and posting up massive lopsided scores by any means. But – that doesn't mean that they have not looked really good in their buildup. I have enjoyed watching uh, this team and sort of their their buildups into the final third, their attack being played out, uh, out wide with, with Huerta getting more involved in, in this stuff. She's having, quite frankly, a, a career year, and it's only so, so still super early uh, in the regular season. So there's, some, there's hmm. going to be some um, – some individual battles that we're probably going to have to keep a close eye on. Yeah, and this is also where, again, you would wish that the Red Stars would have a full week of to, yeah. to train because I genuinely believe that defensively right now, and it's not that they don't have a lot of weapons, but right now you need to man mark Sofia Huerta. And yep. I, I don't know if Chicago has the system in place to do that, um, whether you assign a winger, a winger to Huerta, or you have – just uh, more, again, more help defense between your winger and your outside CB. Um, but she's generating so much of their attack right oh, yeah. now. And and so, obviously, you focus on where to – that could leave Lavelle open, could leave Fishlock open, could leave a variety of other players open. But um, I've said this before. I've said this in other places. Um, I, I – this league is not historically kind to teams yep. um, tasked with attacking – tasked – who task attacking generation from their midfield. Yep. Usually you need a nine. You do. Yep. 
Um, and, and so I think that that's what the rain is working on right now. And so the question is just, does that work in Chicago's favor or not? Or does Rose Lavelle just like score? Is this going to be, is, it gonna, is this going to be the Rose Lavelle like madness? Game? Right. It could happen. Know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's done some, we've seen her do some pretty, pretty nifty things yeah. at Bridgeview. Uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, I know I'm going to try to make it out and see the ring live going up against. Yeah. People should come Chicago. to the game. It should be uh, a good one. I know Claire is probably going to be there alongside yeah. me. And uh, if you're local to the area and you have the opportunity, uh, you should go and watch these two teams because yeah, one, Chicago 1, Red Stars rule. Go Red Stars, baby. But in number two, the Rain are pretty good team themselves with some some pretty talented pieces. So, yeah, um, I mean, I think if if we take fitness into like out of out of the equation, the issue is is obviously if you start Di Bernardo and Colaprico together, and either of them has to be subbed out. We've seen how that has forced a collapse in the defensive midfield in the past. If they can't both play at least seventy minutes, yeah. what do you do? But also, when you do have a team with such strong attacking midfielders, you really need you really need specifically Colaprico out there. Yeah. Um. And so hopefully she's feeling okay. Um. And then yeah, I mean, it is isn't it fascinating, right? Because we're talking about the midfield battle. Chicago systemically is is set up well to at least have the numbers to match. But I think not unlike the Portland game, it might win, it might live or die on the wings, specifically yeah. perhaps in a dead ball situation. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep your eyes. Don't foul. See, this is the issue. You got a man Mark Sofia Huerta, but you can't foul Don't her. Foul. Don't foul her. Well, we'll yeah. see. Ninety yeah. minutes can feel like a agonizingly long. Time. It's like it's like what the Chicago Sky keeps saying. They're like, we're really good at defense when we don't foul, and I'm like, yep, ain't that the, the truth, baby? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you gotta foul. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Who do you want? Who do you want to see? Maybe have a, a a big game tomorrow. Um, this is so lazy, but I would like Mal Pugh no, just that's to not lazy have at all. another really good game yeah no that's not lazy at all because you know what it elevates the whole team when Pew she's doing is that, like you know? so this is good what or pride thorn spirit this is only gonna be your fourth game yeah of the season so i'm um, same for me i yep. want to see uh mal Pew have a have a massive yeah massive and just going to the chat i mean want to get into the chat a tiny bit um up up thread john had asked uh if morse had defensive experience and the answer is yes and, and they yeah. actually have uh, originally when she was first drafted, when she was first drafted... She did a lot of that in Virginia. We saw her as... She's both a center back. She was um, paired with Phoebe McLernan at, at University of Virginia, and yeah. they were a pretty formidable center back duo. And it's actually been interesting watching those two, watching the career trajectory of those two, yeah. because there was a feeling that um, McLernan might be the better prospect yeah. than Morse. But there's a lot of things about the way Morse plays that I just think is set up to have a long career in this league. Uh, not unlike someone like perhaps like a Katie Naughton. Um, but yeah, so she played center back in Virginia, but she also played defensive midfielder. She did mm -hmm. both. So um, I do think that originally when Morris was drafted, it was as a center back prospect. But I think that she just does have that. She does have that versatility. Uh, and then I do not think Kim Little will play tomorrow. I think they said expect no. her like by the 18th or something. Yeah, but closer to that. I think closer to that international international window, break. Yeah, um, is when she's gonna try to probably be yeah, you know, you know worked into to their system. Yeah, at, at exactly. OL. And um, yeah, Gatra, Brad, um, they. I don't think soon. I think they were like maybe, maybe halfway. Couple weeks. Yeah, halfway through her recovery. I think a right couple now. weeks. They said they were gonna shut her. Give her a timeline of four to six weeks. That's maybe so, three weeks ago. So if the am, if the ambitious part yeah. of, of the brain is saying soon for four weeks, maybe. But I 
I would venture to say closer to six weeks. If we're counting this five-game stretch, I would say expect Catra after that. Yeah. So there's no reason to, to get her anywhere near involved no. for the next week. I would week. say, like, July is... is yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. Maybe you do write it until the June international break, and then everybody gets a little bit of a breather, and then she can come back feeling really good um, yeah. after that. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we're going to see... Transfer window opened this week. I have no idea if Chicago is... They must have their tabs on somebody because they traded for an international spot. Um, I think we're going to see some in, an infusion of talent. I think we're going to see some trades. I think we're going to see cross. some some players come in, not just in Chicago but elsewhere, and that'll give us a little bit of a of a refreshed feeling as well. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I hope everyone else is looking forward to it. I hope everyone enjoys what we have been chatting about. I hope on, everyone on just like enjoys this team. You know, yeah. like this is it's. My expectations are not we're going to win everything this year, but what they're doing is really impressive in its own way. Yes. And I do hope that everybody is enjoying it. I, I, I We're watching a team that had, next to the Washington Spirit, right. whom they just played, had the longest right. 2021. And so it was like kind of fitting that we just watch these two, play, two teams play each other and be kind of exhausted towards the latter stage of it in a midweek match because they are both two teams that played the longest, had the longest season in 2021. We're talking February through November and then in turn have the shortest off season. And now, which probably means like having the shortest time to, to prep for a, a next season. And we're watching, we're watching this Red Stars teams with, with not a lot of expectation placed on them because they have a lot of first year players. And you know what? I think, it's working out pretty nicely yeah. so far. We're getting some we, real treats. We will wrap this up, but I also just want to say a big congrats to Kaylee and JJ Watt. Speaking of first-year players, we're going to have some real first-year players have next year. We're going to have some literal first-year players next year. We're going to have three babies. babies. I love it. I I love to see it. You'll love to see it. Yeah, we um, love to see it. For sure. There's lots to celebrate yep. and be excited for. It's true. If you're uh, if you're following this Red Star squad. Yep. And we're happy that you are following them and, by extension, following us for all kinds of Red Stars content. If you have enjoyed what we've been chatting about here on CHGO Red Stars, just know that uh, one of the best ways – for you to support is with a CHGO membership. You get access to the podcasts and live shows uh, on all the teams, not just, just the Red Stars. Um, uh, there's going to be some post-game content for you all. There's premium written content from a friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, for all members at allchgo.com. There's uh, all kinds of dope merch representing all the, the teams as well. And uh, you get a free shirt when you become a member. And you yeah. get access to a members-only Discord. It's the true. CHGO Lounge. Yeah, the so. games have been games have been kind of fast and furious, but we're definitely we've got some stuff in the works. So stay tuned. Go Red Stars. All right, go Red Stars. Thanks everybody.